Good morning. How are we doing? You know, the sun is actually shining right now. That's kind of hard to believe since it's been so dirty. Hey, that's a, a new project on our list, I guess. There we go. Uh, but the sun's shining, and we have projects to do, and I'm going to give you information on how to do that. But before we do that, I have a quick devotional I'd like to share with you. My name is Sherry. I'm the ministry coordinator here at New Anthem Church. Um, I help coordinate and oversee this particular day. I've spent a lot of time meeting with people in the Park City community, getting to know them a little bit better and seeing where the needs are. So it's an exciting day for me to see it all come together and see how we can go out and serve. Um, But before we jump into why we do Serve Day and how we do Serve Day, I want to tell you a little story. Okay, so um, when I was... I don't know, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere around in there, uh, my aunt uh, shipped me a Christmas present. It was a Victorian Elegance Edition Barbie, okay? This thing was legit. It was in plastic, like a plastic window. It had a special, hey, Krista, can you bring it up? I actually still have it, okay? So I want to show it to you. So this is the Victorian Elegance Edition Barbie, okay? See, it's not just a regular Barbie. Like, you open it up, and there's, I know, there's instructions here about what Victorian era living looked like, and she was in this beautiful dress. So I got, I have three of these Barbies. They sat on a shelf in my bedroom all the way through high school until I moved out of the house. And um, then my mom stored them. About five years ago, she, uh, she, I don't know where to put, I'll put this right there. She asked me if I wanted all of my Barbies because she was cleaning house. And I thought, yeah, I have a daughter. Let's give me all of the Barbies. That'd be great. So we took them all here to Kansas. And uh, when Krista was probably three years old, she got excited to start playing with dolls and using her imagination. So we played with the Barbies. And she said, mom, let's play with this Barbie. And I thought, well, it's a, it's a collector's edition. Can't play with it. Um, but she said, why can't we play with it? And I thought that's a good question. So I got out my phone and I Googled the Victorian Elegance Edition Barbie. Okay. It was available on eBay. Are there any guesses as to how much this Barbie doll costs on eBay? $1,500. Good guess. Any others? No? 2000 Okay. Any other guesses? No? Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, the Barbie is also available, this might change your guess, on Walmart.com and Amazon. Okay? Uh, Krista, this is not actually my original Victorian elegance Barbie. Krista, can you hand me? This is my original Victorian elegance Barbie. Um, it was only $18. Okay, um, so this Barbie came out of the box and it came out of the wrapping and I threw away the box and Chris and I spent many years playing together with this Barbie and enjoying it. And uh, today is the day where we get to practice this because sometimes we think this is what church should be like. We think it should be something for us to treasure, which is not a bad thing, but that it goes up on a shelf and it's put on display because it's something special that we don't want to use or get ruffled or whatever it is. This is not how God intended church to be. God did not want us to leave our experience, our faith experience, sitting on a shelf unused. 
year after year because we think there's a future treasure to be had. Now, there is a future treasure that we can look forward to, but God wants us to use this Barbie. He wants us to use our treasure today and experience his love and share that with other people. So today what we're going to be talking about is unwrapping the treasure that we have. So if you want to, you can turn to your Bibles to Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Um, If you don't have a Bible, I think we have the verse up here on the screen. And I'll read that out loud for you. I'm sorry, I've already been shouting all morning. Uh, My voice is kind of shot. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let's pray real quick. God, thank you for this time that we have together. Thank you that we get to unwrap church today, that we get to go out into Park City, Lord, and we just pray that our good works will bring you glory today. Um, Thank you for this time. In your name, amen. So just a couple of observations from this passage that explain to us why do we serve. Number one, we are called to serve. There is no excuse to not serve. We might be wired differently. Some of you might have, if I said, hey, why don't you come up here and give the devotional, you would have freaked out and said, I'm not wired that way. I can't talk in front of people. Um, I'm not a good communicator. That's okay. That doesn't stop you from serving, though. We, We all have a common calling of serving. In this specific scripture passages, there's two different ways that God compares us to utilize those gifts that we have to impact and serve others. The first is salt, and the second is light. How many of you are excellent bakers that you like to go in the kitchen and bake? Two people, so lunch will not taste very good today. (laughs) Um, No, some of you like to bake. Uh, I like to bake. I make homemade waffles sometimes, and one day the waffles tasted funny, and I thought through what ingredient did I forget, and I forgot the salt. Some of you might think, well, if you forgot the salt, then they didn't taste salty enough. But because they forgot the salt, they weren't sweet enough. And for those of you that bake, you know that when you forget to put salt in something, you lose the flavor, you lose the sweetness of the baked good that you're making. It's the same with our faith too. When we are not being salt to the community, they don't experience God's love to its fullest potential. And so he calls us to be that salt to enhance life for people around. The second comparison Jesus uses here is he wants us to be his light, to shine brightly. How many of you sang this little light of mine growing up? Yeah, uh-huh. Hide it under a bushel? Yeah, there you go. We are not to hide our light. Um, I'm from Michigan. If you can't tell by the strong Canadian accent that I speak with, yes, I'm from the North Country. We live near a lighthouse. And uh, my favorite analogy of a lighthouse is that it can, did you know a lighthouse can shine eight miles, okay? There's a single wick candle in a lighthouse. Nowadays, people say, well, now there's light bulbs. Yes, they use 40 watt light bulbs in a lighthouse. It's not 
the intensity of the light that matters. It's the lens that goes around the light that matters. We are a single light. God is calling us to use our light. He will do his work. The Holy Spirit will do his work to help shine that light as bright as it needs to shine. And so when we look at that passage, we need to realize that that's our calling. Our calling is to serve. We are meant to be used by God to do great things for his name and impact the people around us. So the takeaway from this passage, if you are taking notes on your outline, um, what God did in you is not just for you. So I'll say that one more time. What God did in you is not just for you. God did not save your soul so that you could enjoy life everlasting. I mean, he did. But that's not the only reason that he saved you. It's because he wants us to be used to help spread his kingdom and his word. And so um, that leads me to my next point. Serving here at New Anthem Church, it's in our DNA. It's who we are. You will not walk away from this church without an opportunity to serve. If you've been here long enough, you know that's very true. Uh, We have a lot of people serve on Sunday mornings. But some of you might not realize we have a lot of people serving during the week too. Um, Since I do oversee all of our volunteer ministries here at church, I have crunched some numbers for you that might be helpful to hear. In 2018, we served over 435 volunteer hours outside of our doors with 138 people making a difference in the community. This year, thank you. Yes, there we go. This is more exciting for me um, because the more that we get integrated into the community, there's more opportunities that have been presented. So far in 2019, we've had 48 people give 111 hours, which means that we are on track after Serve Sunday. We will have served Park City over 700 hours this calendar year. Yeah, praise God for that. This is who we are. We want to impact our community. We want to be a church that if for some reason we had to shut our doors or move, Park City would miss us. And that only happens if we're going out and we are impacting people and we are being salt and light to our community and to people around us. Um, And then the last question I have under then, why do we do Serve Day? I don't know what motivated you to show up today. I don't know why you're here. Some of you might have shown up out of obligation. It's serve day. I gotta show up. People are expecting me to be there. Some of you might have been invited to come here from a friend. Some of you might be really excited to go serve. It doesn't matter why you walked in our doors. If you don't have Christ in your heart, your impact with other people is going to be useless. And so you've got to think about that. We are all sinners, every single one of us. So if you, do, if you do not have a relationship with Christ, all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again and he loves you. You will be born again and you will be able to be used by Christ as salt and light to your community. So if you have not done that yet today, Pastor Landon will be in the back and he would love to meet with you and have a conversation with you regarding that. So that's the why. Now I just want to briefly talk to you about the how. Um, some of you might ask, and actually a lot of people ask me, why, why do you do Serve Sunday or Serve Day on a Sunday? Why do you do it during church and not after church, whatever it may be? We have some reasons behind that we just like to share with you. Um, the most important one is that sometimes church gets church wrong, okay? Sometimes we are this box, 
And so Pastor Landon will give a great message. And by the way, there are really great messages. So if this is your first time here, you should come back and listen to him talk sometime. Um, Sometimes we hear a great message, like we talk about compassion or kindness or truth. And all we do is take that information and it goes up on a shelf and it stays there for months at a time, whatever it may be. Today is the day that we're not going to put our Christian faith on a shelf. We're going to put it into action. So today is the day to show you how to serve. Some of us don't just don't have experience serving. And so that's why we've coordinated projects for you. That's why we do it on a Sunday morning so that you can show up and all of our team leaders, all of our small group leaders can serve right alongside you and we can go out and be a blessing to the community. And which brings me to my final point. There's something that I do know about all of you and that's you care. You care about your family. You care about your neighbors. You care about your professional career. You care. You have a desire to see things go well and be great. I also know that you are all busy, okay? If we scheduled serve day on a Saturday, I guarantee you about half of you wouldn't show up because you have other things planned. That's not a bad thing. But the problem is sometimes we think about serving other people as an item on a to-do list. Like it's just one more thing that we have to do. Let's just cross it off the list. That is not how God intended for us to serve other people. Serving is not about what you do. It's about who you are. Again, serving is not about what you do. It's not an item on your to-do list. It's about who you are. And so today is just a day for us to practice that and to implement that in our communities around us. So um, I'm going to leave you with this question. Then we're going to sing one more song. And here it is. Why was Jesus' ministry so powerful? You know, we think about that. He he only ministered for three years on earth. Why was it so powerful? We could talk about the number of miracles he performed or the amount of people that he healed. But honestly, the reason why people were drawn to him is because he slowed down, he listened, and he loved. And so that's what Serve Day is about today. It does not matter if the gutters are cleaned perfectly when we clean the gutters. It does not matter if we have 25 people to show up to a job that only required three. What matters is we have an opportunity to make a real connection with people in our community, to listen to them, to love them, to pray for them, whatever it may be. And so we need to take that opportunity today. First uh, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and Im- immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. <clears throat> Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a break in the clouds. Um, thank you that we get to be your hands and feet, that we get to unwrap our treasure and use it today. Um, We just pray that we can honor you through our good works, that we can bring glory to you, and that we can make an impact in the world around us. In your name we pray, amen.